Wow, that was a week. I'm a little late to get this uh, podcast uploaded. I kind of had to take it all in. Um, It was kind of one of those... I don't know. It was one of those weekends where so much happened that I had to kind of like slow it down for myself. (laughs) And I had to be like, wow... That just happened. So, in this podcast, you're going to hear some tribulations or trials, I guess, uh, of me and my son. You're going to hear, you know, ways that I've talked to him and ways that I've tried to prepare him for situations. You're going to hear about some other stuff about crawling you're going to hear about some setup stuff and then you're going to hear about the fruits of our labor and the you know cultivating those seeds as they say and uh it's been an awesome an awesome path and you know i wrote something i posted it i had to break it up into four posts on instagram because it uh it didn't they wouldn't let me post that long and normally I don't write that long and I don't write long form like that but the words just started to flow um you know I I put some stuff in my notes yesterday on my phone just because I was like you know I don't want to forget about this I don't want to forget about how this felt so I put some stuff in my notes and then this morning I got to the shop and I just kind of started uh, pounding the keyboard and letting the stuff flow and it felt really good on where it was coming from. It came from a very sincere and a very, I don't know if I would say like a very um, pure point in where we are, but it it was a great weekend. You'll hear about it. I had uh, Jeff on from Popjaw, and we talked about it. He's seen us go through our beginnings of our race story, and it was uh, it was cool to talk to him about it. Um, You know, the the family that this RC community has no boundaries. You know, we've we've made family face to face and we've made family across the world via the, the interwebs. And, um, I'm so grateful for that. You know, I've talked about being grateful before for RC and for the influence it's had on my family's life. And, you know, I'm grateful for those people, the, all the people that have helped out and all the people that I've been inspired by. And, um, there's so many and it just seems to keep on growing and I hope the RC community continues going in that direction and continues to to grow and it continues to work with each other um, and I hope you guys really uh, are picking up on this the tens hope you're picking up on kind of what this podcast is about in RC it's about it's a you know it's kind of like a life diary it's a uh, it's a snapshot of the time that I've had um, week to week, you know, things to go. 
you know, there's times where I want to do those segments that are shorter. And there's times that I think I just need to be long-winded. And the last couple of weeks have been very long-winded. There's been a lot going on in the world that affect our families and affect the people that are close to us. So, um, you know, been this week has been, it's full of stuff, man. We had, uh, some new, a new crawler come out from element, which I am way stoked on where they're going in the next couple in the next quarter. Uh, I just I'm super stoked. This Zool that came out, Oh, can't wait to get that going. We had the IFMAR World Championship. uh, Four-wheel drive, two-wheel drive. So cool to see that. So cool to see the youth of the sport um, and, you know, what opportunities that's given them. Uh, You know, impossible, you know. You know, is my family going that direction? That's a stretch. We're having fun with it and we're growing with it. But, you know, to get to that direction, I don't know if it's if it's in the cards for us. But boy, wouldn't that be cool. I'll take my son as far as he wants to go. Um, you know, there's been a lot of other new things out there uh, that I haven't been speaking about for the news. Um, I think there's going to I think. I think we're headed into a change not only in season, but a change in RC season. And I'm very excited for it. I'm super optimistic for where this season's going to take us. Um, not only did we wrap up our summer race season, but we're moving on to the fall, winter, or to the winter season indoor. We're moving on to crawler season, to build season. And I think there's just going to be a lot of cool stuff coming up. A lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, And I hope you guys continue with me. Uh, I hope you guys uh, tell other people about, you know, what you hear. And uh, share it up with people. And hopefully we can get some more tens out there. If you're looking to bond with a family member or maybe be a part of a community that is totally embracing and that will take you under their wings and show you how to do RC racing, you've got to look up Die Hard RC. Go to DieHardRC.com and check them out. So at the time of this recording, the next race will be October 28th. And that's the season opener for indoor. Um, the indoor season's at Monroe. It's warm, it's dry, it's a lot of fun. And I would highly encourage you to go out there. If you don't got a car, no problem. Go out there and you can rent the cars from them to race. They have a handful of them that are available. Uh, so first come, first serve. And if you do that, all you have to do is go and turn some laps. As soon as you're done with the laps, hand them off to them them the people over it's called rcu rc university they will fix the car they will charge the car and all you do is when you're up next you pick it up and you put it on the track and you race that's how we got started it was so much fun it has been so much fun Um, i if you ever have questions check them out look for them on facebook send me a message i can answer whatever i can on it but 
it has definitely brought my son and I together in ways that are awesome. We've just been able to talk more and learn how to communicate better about how he's racing, what his car's doing. And uh, now my daughter's starting to get interested in it again too. So hopefully we can get everyone out there and get them racing, but I highly suggest it and uh, go check them out. And hopefully we'll see you on the track. Strap in amigos. We've got some talk. It's been said it takes hard times to create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. Now I've heard things, you know, talked about before. Like, for instance, if you never really hear of a a good successor to the throne after a good leader and uh, you know I think there's truth to that but I think that there's also a way to break that mold um, you, you know I think in today's age one of the difficult things to do is to raise a warrior and that means something else to me my last name is literally a translation translates into warrior from spanish um you know i i feel that my son is my legacy and that I have to raise him in a way that strengthens him, but also makes him a good leader. Uh, you know, some of the traits of a warrior are strength, confidence, aggressiveness, discipline, and courage. Uh, over the last couple of days, my son and I have been butting heads. He's had some fantastic opportunities. He's young, right? When I was, when I was a child, uh, we've talked about this, there were hard times, right? Uh, and, you know, I went through a lot as a kid. Um, the environment was tough. Finances were tough, and now, you know, the environment is great for my son. The times are more fruitful for him. Things come a little easier. <clears throat> and so he's been having this kind of, like, lack of appreciation. And to fully appreciate something is a hard thing to learn. Uh, it's something that oftentimes people don't appreciate things until they're gone. You've heard that adage before, especially with parents, you know, the loss of parents or the loss of a loved one. Um, but, you know, often that appreciation 
it's hard in today's generation because things are so abundant for them. I struggle with this RC thing uh, sometimes because my son doesn't understand. He, he has no concept of what it takes to work the hours to buy an RC. Now we have been very blessed where um, we get some of the, some of these RCs are given to us by the manufacturers to play with. However, you know it's not that those that those gifts don't come. Rarely do they. I don't even know if I could say they they do anymore. But you know, rarely is it kind of like an unfounded. Oh, it just lands in your lap. It's because of all the work that we've put into our craft that people see us as worthy of having these. Um, that's something he doesn't get. That's something I appreciate of him because I feel like as of late, he's a big part of this, right? He's the one having fun and I'm documenting it. I also have fun, but I'm having fun documenting his journey. But lately he's been having this thing where, you know, it's like his, his, he's been doing the fine, you know, the, okay, you know, the, the kind of attitude. And he's at that age. He's at that age where he's kind of asserting his maleness, his uh, aggression. He's, you know, he doesn't, he wants to go against the norm which is a, a trait of a leader, uh, of a warrior, to kind of break that status quo. He's, he's finding his boundaries, and I identify that. I'm okay with that. However, you still have to be respectful, and you still have to be, you have to be taught that stuff, that discipline. And he, you know, lately he's been like, you're not my coach, Dad. And as a dad, you want to be like, brother, I'm the only coach you're going to have for life. I'm the only coach that's going to be there for the entire time. You know, I've, I've heard it say, said before, you know, you, you don't, you're not your son's best friend. I, I think I talked about that in the last segment. But, you know, it's, I, I kind of see some of that, but I also love having a best friend like that. Um... So lately, you know, he's been struggling with this. Last night we were at the track practicing. I told him, I said, hey, you're in fourth place in points, which is um, awesome. Uh, and he's missed more than half the races because we've raced on Tuesdays, not on Saturdays. Um, which is great, right? He, he's really, he's doing really well. We, we all know that he's got talent. Um, he's got to apply himself to have that talent and he's got to apply a certain amount of discipline. Last night, I told him, hey, you know, it's the end of the season race coming up on Saturday. You know, you need to practice for it. He knew about that. And I said, you know, if you podium, you get a big trophy. And also, if things go the right way, you may also have season points. You know, I don't know if they do podium for that or if they do just the first place or whatever. But he's a ways out of first place. Um... And season points is kind of weird because it's basically if you show up consistently, you get the most points, not based off of, uh, not based off of how good you are. 
So there's a little bit of that, but that's okay. The first place, clearly, he's done very well, and he's shown up. So kudos to him. So we're at the track. I'm trying to tell them, you know, give them tips. Uh, there's a, another driver there, and he's very talented. He's probably the pinnacle of our group out there. He's probably the top dog. Uh, he's very fast. And he was, you know, trying to give him some tips. And I think my son took him, but took him in the way that he takes him. You know, there was a, it wasn't rude or anything to him. Um, There was a comment last week when he was practicing. One of the dads there just, it was really cool because I'm down on the track and my son goes up to the stand to go race and and the dad goes, he's a new dad to the race program. He goes, man, do you know how lucky you are? You know, and, and it's inferring that, you know, we're out there practicing. We're out there. I'm supporting his, his, his you know, he, he loves it. Um, you know, when he writes things on his homework and stuff, he talks about how he loves RC cars. Um, but, you know, sometimes he's still nine and sometimes he still has those kind of like butting head moments and, you know, he wants to kind of disobey. And so yesterday we were at the track and he was, you know, and I get it. The wheels were coming off. This is the first full week of school. Uh, he's tired. It's 4.30 after a long day of school. The kids go to school extra early because they go with my wife because my wife work at, works at the school. So it's been a long day. Wheels are kind of coming off. I get it. But then he kind of starts, I don't know if I would say being disrespectful, but just kind of being that way. You know, it's kind of like, this is kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back. I was like, just drive, man. Just get out there and drive. Have fun. And what does he do? He goes out there and he's doing like quarter trigger going around the track. You know, because he that's what he wants to do. He doesn't want to drive fast or whatever. Because uh, he was mad at me because there was a tennis ball that we were playing with while the battery was, or while the motor was cooling down. And he wanted it on the track so he could bounce it around like Rocket League. And I said, no. And, you know, he's, he's kind of moaning about it as he's going around the track. And then I said, okay, fine. I said, give me, you know, give me four laps or three laps, sub 20. And I know he can do it. He's done it. He, he's right at that 20 mark. And, uh, you know, no traffic. He could definitely do it. And then he kind of, he crashes once or twice and kind of gets upset. And then he does that slow driving thing. And he says, you know, he can't, you know, it's impossible for him to do it, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Wheels are coming off, and I'm like, so he drives around, and I stand in front of his car, and I pick it up because he's going so slow. And I said, okay, let's go home. And he goes, what? You know, he's like, why? And I go, if you're not going to appreciate this, let's just go home. And so we go home, and then that's a long car ride home, right? It's, we get in the car, and I'm not yelling at him by any means, and I'm just telling him, I'm like, look, dude, you've got to be more respectful because he's kind of going through this phase to, you know, I said to me and your mom, you got to appreciate these things, and, uh, you know, they're not just given to you kind of a thing. You have to earn them. And when I was a child, I was an athlete, 
and I was an athlete that was my team depended on me probably from the age of 10 uh, I was one of those athletes and my mom if I didn't do my homework guess what happened she didn't take things away from me but she didn't let me go to whatever it was football or baseball uh, or she told my coach to bench me I would show up and he would have to bench me and that just got to my core right because I saw <clears throat> at that point I saw my team struggling I wanted to win I didn't get the opportunity you know I had to kind of be sitting there as an outcast um, and that was hard for me it's hard in the RC sport because you're it's such an individualized sport right so I told him I said hey you know it takes a lot to get you on this track you know, or, you know, when I'm not driving, I'm setting up your car, fixing your car kind of a thing. And I'm not mad that he doesn't wrench on his car because I know that not everyone likes to wrench. Um, but he can drive. And if he practices, that's, you know, that's him putting in work kind of a thing. Um, and so I, you know, I kind of talked to him through all this kind of stuff and go through, you know, we just kind of, I talk it out. And of course, he's just being very quiet in the car. And so it's a silent car ride home. And then he comes in and he's kind of, you know, grumpy, frumpy, all that kind of stuff in the house. And you know, I'm sitting here struggling with it because I told him, I said, hey, man, you know, we don't have to do this kind of a thing. Um, and so I'm struggling with it, you know, and my wife's like, just sleep on it. See what you want to do. And so this morning he woke up. He was tired. He crashed out early. And this morning he woke up and he was you could just still feel a little tension between me and him. And I said, hey, man, look, I'm taking your car to the shop. I'm going to clean it up. And it's on you to turn your attitude around if we keep it. And I think that struck a chord with him. It was very, you know, I could see the disappointment in his face. Um, and, you know, it's like, I don't know, like... I have an example of a, I had an athlete when I coached and this guy was just a stud. He, this is a 13 year old select baseball. This kid was a stud, just an absolute stud, but he had a terrible attitude. And so we had him on the team. So the way it worked is I had a team and then I would select kids from the league that would be all-stars or tournament team. And most of my team I would take and then I would take a few from the other teams. So it was kids that I saw that really wanted it, right? Uh, I didn't have any kids on the team at the time, so it's like I was just there to have fun and to win. Um, this kid just made it tough, right? And so after tryouts, I went to his dad and I said, hey, look, this kid's going to go a long ways. But it's on him to change his attitude. Because it's not going to be given to him. And I said, this year, I'm not going to take him on my tournament team. And his, I did it with his son there. And I said, you know, he's got to change his outlook on the game. Because that'll make him go a lot further. And I could see the dejectment you know, on the kid's face. But... I knew that it was for his benefit, right? That me as a coach, 
Um, even though he would have helped out my team to win, at some point, I'm there as a coach just for the growth and development of the athlete. Win or lose, right? And so that was like that was you know I remember oh man I remember that giving me stomach aches the night before because I knew that was going to be a hard decision and I knew that that could potentially be a detriment to my team for that postseason. But I also knew that it needed to be done. So <clears throat> long story short, er, <laughs> after the off season, the next season came. And the dad came up to me. The kid was no longer in my division, no longer in my team. So he came up to me and he said, hey, thank you. And I was like, what for? I thought he was pissed at me. Um, and he goes, that was the best thing you could have done for my son. Uh, and he, you know, went on to play high school, varsity, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it just kind of taught humility and taught the work ethic. Um but, you know, that's the thing. It's like, how do you harden these kids um, in this soft time uh, when we've, you know, developed so much that we can just hand it out to him? Um, you know, I was listening to Rogan the other day, and it said, it's better to be a, a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. And I see that, you know, I, to me, I want to raise, I see a lot of kids that are kind of got it soft, like, extra soft and I talked about that in the in the last one where that kid was just you know not being dealt with and you know I want now you know I watched Jocko and and uh, and uh, Jordan Peterson a lot and you know do I want to raise a tip of the spear seal I don't know but I that's the decision I want them to make but I want to give them the tools to do so if that's what he wants to do. Um, you know, it's, I want to give him the ability to have that fire inside. And I don't know how to like <clears throat> coach that and how to, how to teach that. That's the thing that I'm realizing is the hardest thing to do over the last like 15 years of coaching and of, you know, raising a son is how do you, how do you, put that fire in their belly and I know that some people will say not everyone has that but I disagree with that I think it's just how do you how do you tap into that how do you unlock that in people and you know my son it's funny because we are very similar in our stubborn ways uh, very prove me wrong kind of a person uh, all that kind of stuff. So it's, you know, it's interesting unlocking him and we have a great relationship, but you know, we have that dissonance. We have that headbutting, as most people do, but you know, I want to raise him in a way that he has these strengths. He has the confidence, um, you know, I, the aggressiveness, the discipline and the courage. Uh, we'll get into, you know, I guess I could probably get into that now. We're probably in a good spot for that before I wrap it up. So last week uh, on Friday, we were cruising back from practicing on the track. 
and right in front of me was a huge accident. Uh, a car. I'm a. I'm going to make the assumption that the guy was under the influence. Uh, we were on a little like two lane. I wouldn't call it a highway, but like a country, eh, maybe not even a country road, but just like a two two lane road. Um, we're cruising out. The speed limit's 45, so you know it's generally 55, so 50 somewhere around there. Not in the middle of nowhere, but not anywhere that speed like that is uncommon. So we're cruising along. I see the guy swerve a little bit, and at first it's it's uh, blue hour, so it's like where you can't see shadows. It's kind of hard to see even with your lights on uh so you know sun's down we're in we're going in and out of tree canopy stuff and he kind of swerves a little bit and where we're at it's not uncommon to see wildlife so it's not uncommon to see deer or whatnot so i slow down and give him space and um, i slow down i drive slowly slower past that spot and nothing's there so i'm like okay maybe something popped out went back in the woods or whatever so i start you know getting back on it and following and I'm probably about eighth of a mile away and then I see him swerve take a hard 90 hit the jersey barrier literally like a hard 90 left across on like what there was no tra oncoming traffic thank god uh, went across the lane hit the barrier headlights facing us but went straight up in the air saw nothing but undercarriage Pure wetted, 360 degrees on his tailgate. He was in like a Explorer, some kind of SUV, and rolled over the barrier, uh, and it was an eight-foot sheer drop down or so to the creek below. And so as this is happening, you know, I have this thing where I slow down. I can, I feel like things like that slow down for me and I I can focus when stuff like that happens so as soon as I saw the car hit the barrier I hit my hazard lights and I tell my car to call you know the 911 and and so by the time I'm stopping 911 picks up and I tell them hey you know I'm first on the scene here's an act there's a major rollover accident cars down in the ravine uh, my son's in the car uh, here's the address I'm running down to see if I can help and I tell my I tell Dalton I say hey you're fine here I'm gonna go down and help I'll be back right and so then I, I leave the car I'm the only one there at the time and I run down to the I run down to where he goes over the edge uh, I, I look over the edge and the Jersey barrier is pushed off the ledge and you could actually see about 16 inches of daylight from where the Jersey barrier is kind of like, imagine them kind of like uh, linked together, but uh, the two far ends are still anchored. So the, the middle of it's pushed out. So it's kind of creates like this floating bridge and it's about 16 inches off of the, the concrete. Uh, which is like a big, you know, one of those big eight-foot tubes where the water drainage comes off the off the hill into the creek. Step out onto that at first, and I yell down at everyone, you know, are you okay? How many people? And he says, I'm fine. I'm okay. One person. And and then so 
and then I realized I shouldn't be standing on this, so I jumped back. And uh, one of our friends that was at the track with us shows up, and this is like 30 seconds, like shows up right after. Um, he might have even been pulling up right as I was running to the car. <clears throat> and so he comes out, and I said, hey, you know, I've already got authorities on the horn with Dalton. Uh, and he said, yeah, my wife's calling too. And the guy says, hey, do you guys see a dog, blah, blah, blah. So I run across the street to grab something from his car because his car's parked way closer than mine. <clears throat> run back. Long story short, the guy runs. All the authorities show up. We've got three ambulances, four cop cars, the fire truck. The fire truck literally had to put the ladder down to get down to the car, but the guy flees on foot. Uh, when the guy fleed on foot before the authorities show up, as soon as he fleed on foot, I realized I left my car door open. So I run back to the truck to make sure Dalton's safe to close the door and to take the keys. Um, at that time, I talked to, at that time, I talked to the, uh, the 911 people and I say, Hey, you know, is there any more to talk about? <coughs> um, I think the situation's under control. I've got to call my wife if she goes. And as I'm walking up, I hear her talking to my son saying, you know, everything's all right, sweetie. Things are going to be fine, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I notice that Dalton's calm. And so I, I jump in and the car, you know, on his side and I say, I say that to the 911 and she goes, everything's good. Thank you. Um, you know, you can talk to the police when they get there. And so I hop off the phone and I call my wife, say, you know, everything's fine. Talk to Dalton. I got to go assess the situation a little bit more. And Dalton's like, okay. And I say, lock the door. You know, I close the door and I lock it. I say, keep the door locked. And so I walk back out there because I didn't know what was going to happen, you know, to the other people that were there. Um, so when the situation is taken care uh, you know, handled and the authorities are there, all the, all the safety, all the emergency people are there. I come back to the car and uh, my wife's on the phone with my son and I say, okay, I'm coming home. Uh, and so we get off the phone and I'm driving and I noticed Dalton was totally fine. And I said, hey man, I'm proud of you. And I, he said, good, good job. And he goes, for what? And I go, for not being worried. And, you know, and, and I kind of, I had to explain to him, you know, I'm sorry I left you in the car, but I needed to go make sure people were okay kind of a thing and I said I told him I said honestly I was a little concerned I was a little worried because I've I've actually seen accidents like this before where I've actually had to pull people out of a car and I told him you know I said that was a really bad one and I said I was worried that I was going to see some bad stuff or have to help some people that were really hurt and I think it kind of sunk in on him a little bit that the levity of the situation but You know, it's it's like showing that kind of actions and reactions and showing that, you know, you can have that confidence to run out and the aggressiveness to run out and to handle a situation, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's the kind of thing that I think those actions speak louder than me, you know, snapping at him and telling me he has to be more grateful for things. Um, you know, so, but... Things like that, I think, are, you know, eye-opening. And how do you 
how do you train your kids or treat your kids to to be okay with that? You know, there's certain traits that he has that, you know, he's very sensitive to loud noises and to loud, you know, if we're in a movie theater and it's a really loud movie, he's kind of sensitive to that, but, you know, he can focus, he can focus up on things too. So it's like, I'm trying to kind of like break these things through to him and say that, you know, things are okay. Um, but, you know, also to, you know, let him know that it's okay to take these risks and that it's okay to, um, you know, understand that he can have this aggressiveness. And I guess that's, you know, the, 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 one of the last things that is tough for me to understand as an adult and to understand as a child. Uh, it's funny because, so one of the things I just listened to about from Jordan Peterson, he said, a harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a dangerous man who has the voluntary control to tame that. And how do you teach a kid to be dangerous? <laughs> right? Like, uh, not to be, you know, overly machismo, but to be machismo enough where they can, you know, walk around and have that presence uh, to be a leader, to, you know, stand out, but to also know when to kind of pull the reins back. Uh, you know, I think that's a, that's a super tough one. Uh, you know, me, I was looking back on my life growing up and I was never a, never a bully. I was always the person that kind of stood up for people. But I was also one that hung out with some bad people towards the end of high school. But I was always the one that people didn't really mess with. I didn't get in many fights. Um, I think it probably attributed to my stature when I was an athlete. But I didn't get in many fights. The fights I did get in were ended quick. Um... They kind of like set a precedent, I guess, and that's it. And, you know, I mean, I probably got in like two fights in high school, maybe. Um, but I think my reputation kind of, I, I showed that I kind of had a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing uh, by my actions on the field, I guess. Uh, and then later after that, I kind of got the nickname of a polar bear uh, by a coworker because you know because I'm so like normally chill, uh, aggressive, but normally chill. And then when it has to happen, it, it happens, right? And so it's taming that kind of dangerousness, I guess. <laughs> Don't want to sound like that, but you know, it's just understanding how to tame that. And understanding when to use it, when not to use it. Um, you know, I remember sitting down with my grandma one time, and she, you know, it's that adage of the dog, the boot love kind of a thing. You know, it's like you can have this vicious animal on your hands. I remember, I don't remember what I was doing, but I was play fighting or doing something. And my grandma sat me down and she said, remember this, she goes, your hands won't be small uh, your entire life. 
and she said, your hands can do a lot of damage and they're going to get big and heavy. And just remember what that means and how to control that. And it was very matter of fact, right? It, it was just, you know, understand that. And I think she saw kind of my trajectory. And I, I don't know how old I was at that time. You know, I probably was 12, maybe, maybe somewhere around there. So on that arc of, you know, growing, but it's something that resonated with me like for the rest of my life. And so, you know, it's knowing when to stand up. It's knowing when to take initiative. It's knowing when to be aggressive, when to act dangerously, uh, but also knowing when to be diplomatic and when to um, be thoughtful and courteous and appreciative. Uh, of the abilities that you were given. And so I hope my son gets that. I hope my daughter gets that. I want to raise warriors. I hope you guys do too. If, uh, If you're not at a point where you have kids yet or if you're at a point where you have kids yet, it's coming. And, uh, I hope... If you're not, you know, if, if you're not in a, thinking about having kids, think about that warrior mentality and how that can benefit you in life. With that, amigos, that's enough man talk. Let's get into RC. Do you have tiny hands? Do you insist on working on small things? Head over to ccxrc.com to get all your 124 scale needs. If you want to make your 124 scale weigh as much as your 10 scale, he's got you covered. They also have electronics too. Try the Mighty Chihuahua or the Baby Goliath and make your 124 scale a Mighty Mouse. Use code RCAMIGOS at checkout for a 5% discount and keep listening for specials. CCXRC.com and don't forget to tell them in the messages that you're going to shoot them in the baby maker with a BB gun. Tell them Pablo sent you. It's happening. I left for work. The sun was barely coming up. I left a little late today. But it was nothing but fog. All you could see was fog. And it was cool. I'm looking up the weather right now to see how cool it was this morning. But it was pretty cool. Like, I would say 52 degrees, maybe. Um, It was cool. And today it's supposed to be like 79 degrees in the afternoon. So, current weather conditions at 8.30 in the a.m. are 52 degrees. So it might have even been in the 40s this evening, but the fog, I mean this morning, but the fog was ridiculous. So ridiculous. It was uh, probably 50 yards visibility, if that. Pretty, uh, Pretty intense. And it's saying by... 4 p.m. we're supposed to peak at 77 degrees so fall is here my friends tomorrow we're supposed to hit 78 so fall is here 
I'm excited for it. I'm excited to get out and crawl. I feel like I've been like chasing this, uh, what is it? Chasing this like finish line that the goalposts just keep moving every time I do it. And it's a little dejecting, I gotta be honest, it's a little dejecting. I've been wanting to spend some quality time with the welder and the crawlers, but I have not really had a good opportunity to because I've been so busy at work. This, this change, uh, this change that we've been doing for our uh, schedules, it's not too bad, like, it being too early in the morning or anything like that. It just, it really threw a wrench in everyone's schedule. And so, like, for, and I, and I think I've said it before, I'm trying to get here at 6 and then get off by 3. Um, and it's just, y you would think that, you know, oh, that gives me plenty of time to work on RC stuff. But it doesn't. Uh... It, which is crazy because like between three and five well I, I probably don't get home till 3 30 3 40 after picking up the kids and then between four and five we get like a little break and then we got to go to soccer practice twice a week and we were doing the graffiti thing and i'm kind of torn on how that's gonna work right now uh We'll see. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure how it's going to pan out for the graffiti stuff, but we're still going to get there. But you don't want to hear about my schedule. You want to hear about crawling. And you want to hear about why I think the... You want to hear why I think the, um, it's dead. <laughs> so, um, it's not dead. Crawling's not dead. Sorry, I'm working at the same time. I'm trying to, I have a deadline tomorrow, so I'm trying to get everything done. Uh, but you're probably, so, okay, so our local group, and <clears throat> let me preface this very clearly. I have not participated in a lot lately with my uh, group because we were busy. We just had other stuff going on, um, you know, all of the above. So it's been a little challenging for me to get out there. So I can't really, uh, I can't really talk too like unforgivingly about where our group is right now um, and and it I think this is a very important part of it so the important part of this is that it takes people to make these groups run well and if people aren't willing to participate or to be consistent it makes it kind of misfire a little bit and I and that's super tough because you know and every every I think every group has a season where it just doesn't um, 
That's the word I'm looking for. The season where I feel like, you know, the leadership is in a different place in life and all this kind of stuff. It's just, that is what it is. Like, um, you know, and and me included, because I really want to be a part of this stuff, but I can't because right now in my world and in my life, I'm having a really tough time uh, just holding it down and just doing the day-to-day. I mean, honestly. And it's it's very frustrating. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not... It's frustrating to me because I can't help. And and that's the part where it's like, man, I really want to help this stuff out. Um, so lately, le- so let me preface by that. Let me preface that I think the people that are leading it are doing a, a fair job. They're giving it a good attempt. I think there's some things that probably could be different, but I think there's no free lunch. Uh, and we'll get to that later. So there's no free lunch on this. But... I do think that, you know, there's things that probably could be changed that might get more people or might bring more of the people that are willing to participate. Um, but as I said before, I, I, I've i been at arm's length. Um, I've showed up to a couple things over the last year. We've changed our direction a lot when it came to racing over the summer, so we didn't really get involved in a ton of this stuff. And there's other groups out there. I don't know how consistent they are. The other thing that's really hard is that um, there's a thing, there's a certain aspect to the family friendliness of things. And I think that's really difficult because I feel like, (coughs) excuse me, I feel like to be family, to, to like have a group, you know, it's it's like bringing a bunch of pirates to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I just, I don't know how realistic that is, right? So a lot of these dads or guys are kind of trying to escape the reality, uh, or not the reality, but just trying to escape life a little bit, which is totally fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's me included, you know, I'm trying to like get out and, and do my thing and, and what have you. But, you know, I think that that's also been something that's tough for me going out to some of these events is that although the guys are really great, they forget that there's little ears around and, and, you know, to me, that's, uh, I can't fault them for that because, they're there to have fun and so you know me bringing kids to an event like that that's my choice so there's a a two-way street with that um you know do i wish some of this stuff was a little bit more family friendly absolutely um absolutely but do i get it 100 percent. you know i i totally get it so it's it's not it's not a knock on them it's not a knock on the group or anything like that um and I say that honestly because um, I I would not want you know to take away people's fun or livelihood because you know I'm trying to not have my kids hear all that kind of stuff. That's that's not fair to them or to me or you know, you know what I mean. I want to be realistic. So <clears throat> I the. 
this is it. You know, I th I think the reason why I'm having so many time, hard time, such a hard time articulating this, is because I really don't want it to come across like I'm being negative about this, um, and I really don't want it to come across to be like, you know, I I, I that I worry or I don't want it to come across like I know better or that I could do this better or that. There's better ways to do this because I don't want the people running it to feel like they're not doing a good job because they're doing a good job for with what they got. Um, and other groups that are out there, like I said, I, I don't I've only been to one of them, um, so I don't know how they go. There's another group that ho hosts a big event that was awesome. It was kind of like our Axial Fest up here. Um, I think that event. Would I've tried to make it the last two years. I made it for one day, one year, and the other day, or the other year, we had an impromptu vacation that I couldn't get out of, so I'll make it to it. But when I was there for that one day, it was a lot of fun, and I really did appreciate it, so good job for you guys doing that. Um, okay, so the monkey in the room, the elephant in the room. Uh... I feel like these uh, groups are kind of dying off. And I, I know a lot of it's the summertime. And I know a lot of it is that the hobbies kind of get into this weird point, you know. And I don't know where... The thing that I am bummed about is the community, right? Um, the, I was talking about this on Talk Your Face Off. The irony was that, you know, people get scared of racing because of the community and because of the people that look down their nose at you or, you know, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Well, that was totally opposite, in my opinion, uh, when I got into racing. We were embraced. Um, it was, you know, everyone was willing to help each other out. It has been a fantastic, fantastic experience. Um, crawling also was fantastic. I mean, though we had a great time with that. It went, like I said, it, there are some times where it wasn't as family friendly, but <coughs> for the most part, you know, it, it's fun. Um, but I feel like the community's dying a little bit. I, that I, you know, one of the questions I posed is, where do you get, where do you consume your information? Um, because I think that, you know, it's kind of a lack of community for that. I think that it might be slightly too comp based maybe and less fun based. And I don't know if that would make anything different. I don't know if, you know, making a, a game out of it or making more fun out of it versus like your car has to fit in this box. Right. Like, and I, and I don't mean it like in the Sorka realm, but, you know, your car has to have so many points and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, my thing would be like, just get out there and run. Challenge it. Uh, see how you do. Keep keep your own score and see how your own score goes. Um, and then if you get consistently get out there, then, <clears throat> you know, maybe it's. Uh, if you're consistently out there, maybe you're trying to better yourself or you get to tune your car and see how the differences are. So I think there's that aspect to it. Um, you know, because it seems like the Sorka comps seem to be doing well and the comp stuff seems to be doing well, but like the community stuff, the the uh, scale trail stuff didn't seem to be doing well. The 
you for... <clears throat> I need a drink of my coffee. Mmm. The U4, I get it. I think that's a a living, breathing monster. I think that that monster gets changed uh, frequently. Um, I think that, you know, that's one of those things where it comes and goes, meaning it's a deal where it's hot and then it's not, and then it's hot and then it's not. Um, one of the things that Tony brought up that was kind of eye-opening is that there really isn't a lot of vehicles out there that fall into the classification anymore for U4. So that's probably a big, a big deal of it. Um, and I think that that's probably something that, you know, is, like I said, it, it's something that drives it. Um, but... I think at the end of the day, the, the thing that I really think that could be uh, changed is I feel like we could probably market it better. That was my always my gripe is that, you know, it's only on Facebook or, or what have you. Or And I think Facebook, I think that's part of the issue is I think that Facebook's kind of people are getting tired of Facebook. I know I have been tired of Facebook. And so... I think that I don't go and get my information there. Now, does that mean Instagram's the best way to get information out? No. You know, I think honestly what you have to do is you have to assign or or understand that you you have to get hit multiple platforms and you have to be able to say I'm going to market on Facebook, I'm going to market on Instagram. I'm going to mark it on uh, X, <laughs> whatever it's called. Um, I think you have to, you know, know that that's what you're going to end up doing. Now, <clears throat> does it have to be flashy? Not really, but I think it really helps. You know, it, it help, what, what it helps with is it helps solidify the idea of what the group is like it it just makes it more polished you know when you have everything consistent it's just marketing when everything's consistent and everything has the same look and feel you know down the road you start to feel like you're part of something rather than just kind of part of a bunch of guys that want to go out and play um which is totally fine too i mean that's sometimes what i've done with other people is we just go out and play um so, but I, you know, I think the marketing aspect could really help. Um, but there's also the no free lunch is you might get a bunch of people coming out, but if you don't have the people that are out to help to set it up and to, you know, have fun with it, well, then you're going to have problems. And I think that's something where we, I see that being an issue and, you know, I've thought, well, maybe, maybe it's, it is just making kind of like a, you know, a more marquee event. And I just mean marquee, when I mean more marquee, I mean like, you know, like the Crawlapalooza. Awesome event, but maybe it is just, uh, you know, doing it once in a while and letting everybody have fun with that at that point. Um, I don't have a good answer for it. That's why I have a hard time 
complaining about it. And I don't mean to say complaining about it, but I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing. There's a train. I don't know if you guys can hear that or if it's going to edit it out, but, um, yeah. And, and, you know, and I, I'm complaining about it, not because of the job that people are doing, but more so because of, I miss the community and I miss the fun that people had doing it. Um, so I think I'm going to start thinking of ways that maybe I can contribute more. Um, maybe, you know, if people will kind of release the uh, the Kraken to me, maybe that will allow me to help out with more uh, marketing for them. I love that kind of stuff. Um, so we'll see. I don't know in general if everything's just kind of going downhill. I think people. I think. I think what might ha what might be happening is that people don't know what to do with their crawler. They don't know that you can go out and trail. They don't know that you can you know set up a little competition. Um, so maybe maybe I'll set something like that up, and maybe me and the kids will go out and do some uh, some trailing with some. I'll show people how to play our game. We play a game that's kind of like horse or pig when it comes to basketball, but we play it with the crawlers where you have to prove your line, and if the person behind you can't make it, then they get a letter. Um, so maybe we'll go out and play a full game of that and show how that's played. I'll bring out some uh, some gates that we could set up. Uh, I don't know. It'll be fun. We'll see. But what do you guys think? Is are the crawling clubs and community kind of dying around you? Are we kind of retracting back into our little thing? You know, I think after we were all locked up, everyone was just dying to get out and see people's faces again. And now it's kind of slowing down. I remember before that happened, though, I remember going to scale trail events where there was like 75 cars on a Sunday just to get together and go on a scale trail now and I don't know also if it's just the locations if the locations kind of got burnt out or people got burnt out on the locations I know I did because for some reason those events I could only hit a couple of them and every time I was able to hit them it was the same location it was like oh I got bored with it um, I think too Man, I really wish there was an, an environment where we could go and do it indoors. And it was just more, you know, I love getting outdoors, but I think to be able to be indoor and have that kind of like closer community would be a huge advantage. Um, I wish that was an option. But we'll see, amigos. Help me build this community. Share this stuff up. Tell me what you think in the comments. I'll talk to you later. Are you looking to souse up your UDR? Head over to AmalgamRC.com. He has some really awesome stuff for you, your, your UDR out there. He's got some windows, side panels. He's got the A-Souse. He's got a roof rack for your, your LED lights on your UDR. You want to step up your UDR game and shred with the best? Go check out their website. They got... Really, I mean, the, the craftsmanship that Emerson has at Amalgam is second to none. Super, super awesome. Very good attention to detail. 
Um, I've got some of his side panels for the UDR and I've got some of the side windows for it. And oh my gosh, that stuff, uh, it, it elevates it to your scale realism. It looks really good. He's got that ASOS, that stuff is rad. Uh, you know, my son is a nut for cleaning tires and just to keep your car looking sharp. Uh, the kit comes with a towel, a brush, and the spray. Definitely worth it. Go check them out, amalgamrc.com. Tell them Pablo sent you. So does this make us Facebook official racers? I don't know, but I did some ordering. And the reason why I say it doesn't make it official is because I ordered a wrench, a turnbuckle wrench. <laughs> and I don't know anything about setup, but I'm gonna try to learn. I know a little bit about setup, but I'm gonna try to learn and we're gonna see what happens. But, <clears throat> So I ordered a turnbuckle wrench from the factory team one. I ordered some Zappers batteries. Uh, I, so, okay, so we've been running, we've been having some, some puffing issues. Uh, our Ovonics, they're old. I would say they're probably two, maybe three years old and we push them pretty hard. And so they've, they've had a, a good run. And I have nothing but good things to say about them. Uh, but, oh, where'd my mouse go? But they started puffing and they started puffing pretty badly. And we're moving into the indoor uh, world. Uh, and the next, this is our last race outdoor. And then we're running into the indoor world. And so I really would hate for something to happen with our batteries indoor um, outdoor you know I might feel a little bit better pushing it because you can throw it off the track or whatever indoor if something happens and it catches on fire there's really nowhere to throw the car so um, I'm looking at it from a safety issue so we, we ordered two new zappers uh, 4800 130c packs now I'm hoping and I think that those packs will make a pretty good difference. Um, so I guess we're, we're diving into setup. So those packs I think will make a pretty good difference. Um, we, I don't, like I said, I don't know a lot about setup. I'm thinking that the packs will give them plenty enough punch and me when I start racing again but plenty enough punch to, you know, get over the jumps full speed throughout the whole race. The only thing I'm a little concerned about is if it's a big enough battery. Um, I think a 4800 should be fine. The most we'll have, I think, is a five minute uh, main, maybe six minute. Uh, so, I'm hoping that'll be okay. And then also we're gonna have to kind of cross the bridge of charging the batteries because with the Ovonic batteries, because they're so cheap, we had four batteries. So I could have one on deck and one charging. 
Now we're gonna be running only two batteries. Uh, so like this weekend should be fine because I'm not running, he's only running. So I'll have one charged and one charging at all times. But when it gets to the point when we're both running, it might get a little dicey. And I think that'll limit us to only running one uh, class per night, which is okay. Cause I think that, you know, we should probably stick with that if we want to get better. I do, man, I'm getting an itch to get a 21.5 buggy. Um, it looks like a lot of fun and it looks pretty competitive. So we'll see about that. We'll see about how that comes, but I really, I really think that would be a lot of fun. So we'll see, maybe I can find a used one. Um, I don't know. If I find a used one, maybe I'll think about it. But as of right now, I probably shouldn't. Um, just cause I know it'll get pricey uh, to get one set up. But, so we've got the new batteries coming. The track that he's gonna be racing on this weekend for the turf championship is, I, I would say it's a little fast. So I'm torn on setup. Um, I'm torn if, and we'll find out, right? You guys will find out next week, but I got some extra pinions too. Currently, I believe he's running a 31 tooth pinion, 72 tooth spur, which to me seems like it's a pretty tall gear set for what he's doing. But like I said, it's also, I feel like he's also kind of on a fast track, I feel like he could probably go faster on the straightaway. He has good, after seeing him practice, he has good control on the two, there's two straightaways. So I feel like he has good control on both straightaways. So I'm confident giving him a couple more teeth uh, for speed and the jumps aren't huge. Uh, there's only two doubles and he's, right now he's going fine over the two doubles I know we'll be sacrificing some torque, but I think that might be better because the corners that he's running on, torque isn't his friend on the corners. And his driving style, he, he's a little too hot um, coming in and out of the corner. Like he's, he's not really letting his car set up. So he's pushing it a little hard, um, or he's pushing the front end a little bit. Uh, on corners or I wouldn't even say he's pushing the front end a lot too. I think he's under power a little too much. So his front end's picking up a little bit. Now, setup wise, I think that means what I should do is probably stiffen the rear just a hair. But for this race, I'm gonna leave the car setup, like the suspension setup, what he's used to and just give him a little more juice and see how he does. So. <clears throat> I'm crossing my fingers. I'm gonna be out of the shop uh, on an install tomorrow. No, Friday. And all these parts are supposed to show up Friday. And then I wanted to be back in time so that I could throw them on the charger and he can run the new batteries. And we were gonna go and practice a couple runs on Friday before he has a birthday party to go to. So we were gonna practice a little bit on Friday and then get out early on Saturday and practice a little bit more too. Cause I don't wanna, what I don't wanna do is I don't want to 
um, run his batteries down so much that he's not, you know, if he's practicing with the hot battery for the first time on Saturday, I want to make sure he's still got a hot battery when it's time to actually race and qual. Now, he TQ'd on this track last time we raced on the setup he's got. So, you know, uh, does that mean, and that's after two qualifiers, does that mean I shouldn't change the pinion, you know, the gear on him? Or should I still change the gear on him? Uh, the, or, you know, or should I leave it how it is and the battery is enough? If I have enough time to try it out to, on Friday, I will change the gear and see how he reacts to it. And hopefully they have a live loop set up so we can actually time it. Because if the gear and the battery make enough difference where he gained a second, um, which I, I don't know if that would, it, it depends on, you know, I kind of feel like it would change his driving style. I'm not sure, um, but I think it might help him out in his driving style. Or even if I went up like two teeth, if it didn't get too hot and I went up two teeth, that might help him out not having enough torque around the corners, which would make him steer a little bit better. And then he'd just have to pump the brake just a hair before he went into the corner because he's going to be coming in hot. Um, that might help him out a lot, actually. So I'm kind of torn on that. Um, I'm really anxious to see how these batteries do. I'll give a review after we're done, but I got my first wrench. Now we just got a couple more little tools and then I think we're official. We even got the, the big power leads coming for, uh, for charging now. So should be pretty cool. I'm excited. Um, I think, so on a side note earlier in this episode, we talked about his behavior and how challenging it's been and we're racing, so that should tell you he's really um, turned things around in the last couple of days. He's been very, uh, what's cool about it is you can see him thinking about it. You can see him thinking about, you know, what he's got to, I shouldn't say what he's got to lose, but like what he's got on the table. And that's nice to see. It's nice to see him consciously making the, the effort because he wants to race. When I told him last night, his, his face lit up. And that's, that's what it's all about. You know, that's what trying to be a, I don't know if I would say trying to be a strict dad, but you know, just trying to work things out. That's what it's all about. Seeing that bright smile on his face saying, yeah, I want to race. And I told him, you know, he's been doing a lot better. Does he want to race on Saturday? but he's still got to keep it up. And uh, he was like, yep, we do. So he's been on his homework and on his, you know, little chores and stuff that we've been giving him. So we're going racing, fellas. We're going racing. Unless something happens in the next couple days, but we're going racing. All right, on to the next one. Oh, we got to keep our trigger fingers pinned as Jeff Lemoyne says. Shout out to him, man. He's uh, he reignited Pop Jaw, and it's gonna be good. I'm excited to hear him. So uh, go check that out. That's on Spotify, Pop Jaw, and uh, it's on Apple iTunes too, I believe. Check him out. Should be fun.
happens when you eat aluminum foil. Speaking of sheet metal, head over to scalemetalsupplies.com to find all sorts of bend and braze projects for your tiny truck. From the new fast dash, hot seats, shock boxes, Scale Metal Supplies has you covered. When you check out, use code TACOBOUTRC to get a 15% discount at checkout. Don't forget, scalemetalsupplies.com. Go check them out. They got all kinds of cool stuff there for your tiny truck building needs. So this weekend was, I, I sent you the little thing I wrote, and I think I'm going to send it to RC Car Action because I don't think they speak to that a whole lot and to that yeah. like kind of father-son generational i mean i remember reading you know rc car action and looking at the racing stuff and just being like longing for it when i was a kid right and uh you know i wrote the blurb about just and it's hard because i think in social media you never really see the lows right you yeah. never really see the, yeah oh yeah you see the best yeah. the best version of uh, possible outcomes yeah for sure and <laughs> and you know this weekend this the last weekend before this race <clears throat> you know, he was, my son was pushing our, our buttons at home yeah. and he just felt, I just felt like he was like, you know, I, I come from very like uh, low means, I guess, when I was a kid. And then it's hard not to like think that he's getting uber spoiled. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, so, you know, he started saying, he, he didn't say anything that was like super bad. It was just this kind of like demeanor of things. Right. And, and let me just stop you because off the top you said little blurb. Listener, if you're listening, Pablo wrote a very poetic, uh, <laughs> not little blurb. And I, I, I commend you for it, buddy, because we're so used to the short form on social. Yeah. I think you should absolutely send it to RC Car Action because uh, Team Associated, shout out, uh, yeah. picked it up right away. And uh, yeah. that's fantastic. And more stories need to be shared like that, man. So, yeah, continue. Sorry. Thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah, so, you know, it was just the kind of thing where it was like, it was very frustrating and I had that talk with him. I was just like, hey, are you ready for this? You know, like really like man to man, you know, he's nine, but I, I treat him like a little man. I'm like, are you ready for this? Like, because if you're not, we can do it a different time when you're ready. But I just, I want you to know, you know, your actions speak louder than words kind of a thing. And yeah. And then he turned it around and then he had an absolute banger of a Saturday, man. Bro. I mean, <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm going to let you take everybody through it, right? I'm not going to steal your thunder, but um, yeah, it's, you know, I don't want to say storybook, but it, it's pretty cool outcome, man. Like you could almost not ask for a better outcome. Like, Yeah. You, you know, what's funny too. It's funny because I told my wife, I go, I've never been so excited for second place. Like, <laughs> like I, I am a, like, I am a, a hard coach. It's funny because this morning I watched a 60 minutes interview with Deion Sanders and I was like, yeah, man, that's how I feel. Like, you know, it's like no one's better kind of a thing, you know, like we're pressing hard kind of a thing. And and I, I have that mentality as a coach and taking second, I don't, I've never felt that excited for taking second. I remember when I coached baseball, there was, I had, he was like my stud catcher. And I think I've told you about this before. We had this really big turn. I think it might've been a state tournament we were in. Mm -hmm. And I think we took second. And as he walked out of the dugout, he kind of just put the medal in the trash bin. And he, but he oh, wow. was like, he was the most respectful kid we had. And he goes, 
it's not good enough. He goes, we work too hard for this. And I was like, damn, son. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, Next was, level. Yeah, but I mean, but that kid went on to do good things, you know? And it's the kind of thing where it's like, I never want to raise kids to, to think that, you know, they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. But to understand that that's not what that meant in that moment. That meant that he knew he had better. Um, yeah. And and that's a hard thing to, to talk about, right? And it probably, like, it probably meant a lot. Like, it'll be interesting to hear how he, because you and I know how kids, especially our kids are, how old's, how old's Dalton now? Nine. Yeah. Okay, Ryan's 11. So yeah. roughly the same age. But sure. it's funny how they distill stuff or how they, they uh, take it in. Uh, rummage it around in their head and then what they spit out as commentary right so in the next yeah. few days i'm sure you're gonna get if not already but it'll be amazing to see what he says or what he has said already about that process like you said like he seemed to kind of he kind of like you know had that little blip and then came back and saw what he was what was possible right just by yeah. sticking in there yeah and you know this whole summer has re- i mean we had we've had you know we've had summers where we've gone out crawled and hiked together and adventured and all that kind of stuff the summers brought us really close together um you know we've had the ups and downs the communication was different this summer when we're hiking and crawling it's fun and you know it's like look at how beautiful the world is but that now we were trying to like pull things out of each other mm-hmm. you know and i and it's hard to under to like describe if you're not into racing because i remember when he used to tell me about racing stuff, I would be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, that's cool. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And now yeah. it's like, I kind of get it. And mm-hmm. and talking to him, it's like, uh, it's like, I always go back to Days of Thunder. It's like, he's trying to tell me something without having the vocabulary. And he's telling, you know, I'm like, so what's your car doing? How do you feel about it? And he's starting to be able to tell me, well, you know, I'm not getting as much turning as I want into the corner or blah, blah, yeah. blah, or, you know, that kind of but stuff. Hold on. Does he look, when you look at him, do you see Tom Cruise? Sometimes. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And you must be, uh, and I'm going to kick myself for forgetting the coach, the, the the head mechanic's name, the coach's name. Who, who's the actor? Uh, Ed, um, is it Edward something? Anyways, I've totally derailed your story. No, no, but it's it, it works though because that is kind of how it. That's the frustration. It's like, and we had those moments where I'm like, okay, give me five laps your way and give me five laps my way. Go, mm, I love you it. know, and and we've we've worked together that way, all that kind of stuff, and you know, it's we've had these conversations throughout the time, you know, throughout this, and be you know, and and there's you know, he drives me crazy because that was one of the things he drives me crazy with is that he wanted to play baseball and i told him that's great you can play baseball and he mm-hmm. goes but i want you to coach me i was like absolutely not remember, i'm like yeah, yeah. yeah you know and and so <laughs> and he uh you know I, I that was kind of he kind of had this mentality of you're not my coach dad kind of a thing right yeah, and yeah. because because then i said that and then in soccer I conceded that I didn't really know a lot about soccer. And so, but you know, I'm still a coach. I still am an athlete. Yeah. And so I, he kind of took that a little further than he should have a couple of times. Yeah. And yeah. that was part of the stuff where I was like, okay, you know, you that's, see, see how you do. And that's so. the, ama- that's the amazing part, right? Like not to get too, uh, you know, emotional about this, but you, you, we say that word coach a lot. And it, it, obviously the first place we go is sports, but sure. it's going to be incredible to see these moments play out in the next 10, 15 years yeah, because absolutely. you know, he's never, 
ever going to forget this, right? Like this is, I've been on the, I've been up on that stand and, and I, I sound like Brad Pitt and Moneyball. And when I know, I know (laughs) Um, it's, it's nerve wracking, man. And I was thinking about this before you called and, and, and knowing what you guys were up to this weekend and thinking, man, I wish I could be 10 and, and record consciously the feelings that I don't have as I do as an adult when I'm up there because right. I was physically, I would physically shake sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and it must be amazing for a kid. Well, you know, it's funny because I've asked him before I go, what do you feel like when you're up there? Mm. You know, I've, I've given them those deep questions before. And he, he tells me, you know, sometimes he tells me, you know, I just, I'm just driving. I have fun, you know, and then, and then there was a time I forgot when it was, but I think it was when he, the first time he got second on a big race, he was like, I was nervous, dad. He was like, you know, he was like, it's, he goes, when, when he called, I think he said when he called the last couple minutes, he goes, I was, I started to feel it. And I was like, well, you held it together. Good job. You know, that kind of thing. Um, so I have a question though. Is, yeah. is the next step for him, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley doing commercials in Korean or Japanese for <laughs> yeah. candies that taste like cat pee. Because like if that happens, <laughs> I'm coming down. I think if we get some uh, major sponsorship, I will definitely make them do funny commercials like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I'll help you think of about a hundred. Um, yeah, bro, I I was like I was so excited for you guys. Um, and and, and the Ifmar World Championships happened this past weekend. Did they yep. not? Yep. And and if I'm correct, uh, a team associated came away with, I think, one of the biggest. I don't know if it was four wheel drive or two wheel drive or four wheel. Yeah, they won uh, four wheel drive, another world championship. Cool. Uh, uh, Angaro won it. And then yeah. Tater, I forgot his last name. Uh, yeah. He's a TLR, TLR driver. He's 15 right, right. and right. won two wheel drive. There you go. Right? I was yeah, I was going to the Canadian angle because I was thinking Spencer Rifkin, who's an associated uh, driver. I think he got second in right. two wheel drive. Yeah, and I've been following him for a while. Like he's he's how old now? Maybe twenty. Like he's Maybe. old yeah. man, old man now on the stand, right? Right, right. <laughs> but him and his dad, like, yeah, big time relationship in this. In this, his dad's always been in his pits and in his corner in every way you could think of. So it's yeah. kind of a neat. Again, I. You know, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but you know, this is a pretty amazing feat and pretty exciting for me. It makes me pine for my kid to get up there, and it it shows you kind of what else you can achieve through this, right? Like, right. It, it, I so so. What's he, what are you guys doing next? So yeah, <laughs> is it so, even the regionals or what's going on? No, yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, I think what we're gonna do. Um, I've talked to a bunch of, I would call them mentors at the track. Uh, we've made a family out there, or we've become part of a family out there, I think. And um, a lot of them are pushing me to to move him up because they feel that if he stays in novice too long, that he won't progress as at the at the pace that he's doing right now. Um, and so move him up would be 21.5, like full open 21, not full open. It's still blinky and all that. 21.5 mm-hmm. would be the next step. Um, and I think what we're going to do is we're probably going to go in two races. So the next season starts in October, uh, at the end of October. And that's the indoor season, indoor carpet. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably give them two races at novice 
and then I, we, it's funny because we had to postpone our celebratory Dairy Queen blizzards on Saturday night because it got too late. So I took them out last night and we were talking on, as we were driving. And I was asking him, I was like, hey, what do you want to do? You know, and he, it's funny because I think he's, I don't want to say scared. I think he's apprehensive of moving up because they bumped right. him up on a couple of the like club nights on a Tuesday. Right. They bumped him up and the in the qual he was actually i think he finished third in the qual in 21.5 and then and uh and then he got in the main and i think he went fifth or something like that but he you know i think he knew he was outclassed kind of a thing and so mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think he knows that mm-hmm. and i know that i know that it's going to take him a while to get back up on the podium but i think it will make him a much better driver and i have yeah. video of the full main that i'm going to be kind of posting a season wrap up of and buddy it was so we there was probably you know four or five other dads out there watching him race and cheering him on <laughs> and to hear the the reactions to some of the moves he made was just it's like seared into my brain now because it was wow. so awesome and yeah. because there were some times where <clears throat> like in my in my little uh, story, I was saying how it almost like he set up the the pass, like he finally slowed down to set it uh, up. Nice. And and there were some where he was doing like a hard a hard line, like he committed to making this pass before he hit the apex. Like see, he was just, it was so cool to see it. That blows me away, right? Because it's not enough to say he's learned how to mechanically manage the vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. He can drive it. He understands the lines he has to take, where he has to scrub speed, where he has to like, you know, where he can take advantage of speed. But now he's strategizing, right? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) he is. And, and, you know, and I think that's a part where I, you know, remembering that he's nine, he doesn't have the consistent discipline to do that every time. Sure. But when you see it, it's like a flash and you're like, holy, this he's getting it you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's pretty cool to see that he's actually getting it and you know i think that developed i think the paradigm for that was mid-season there was a a a race that we had that had a a triple in the center and his car wasn't set up for the triple and the first time we saw it Mm -hmm. and he would try to send it over the triple and he would clip and flip every time yeah Yeah. and so we went out and we practiced because we got another race at the same kind of uh layout so we went out and practiced and i was like double single and he's like but i can do the triple i go you can but <laughs> you, we, let's double single yeah and then finally he kind of put it all together and then in the yeah. main he was double singling it and he that was his first second place podium on a big race yeah. and seeing that he put that together was like i think that was the paradigm for the season so- and two things like, that's a hard lesson right like track management like yeah. i remember i only raced I, I had a b6 for a while and i remember racing on carpet for a bit mm-hmm. and yeah telling yourself yeah okay the double single is the way to go we'll use it as an example right sure sure um <clears throat> and then actually making yourself do it <laughs> right, two separate right. things. and no matter how many times you might you might crash you know it, it takes a restraint a restraint that most you know a lot of kids don't have or they want to go for it and sure. for him to understand the for him to see the what the outcome is more, yeah. more often than not it's that he 
has a clean lap, right? Or, right. or that whole slow is fast mentality and being able to manage, manage the, yeah, you've got a lot more power at your disposal, but managing it. The second thing I wanted to touch, so we had the kid up here who raced a different manufacturer, but came out to our indoor track. His name is Dylan Raposo. And he, the same thing though, this kid was like 14. Mm -hmm. And I think kids like it's not i'm not a neuroscientist or a psychologist or anything even close but you know the neuroplasticity and being able to uh just adjust and adopt and control like the quick twitch fibers in your fingers when you're trying to wheel like yeah 100%. it amazes me still like I, I still feel like i wish i had a time machine right right yeah 100 percent, man and you know seeing that and and, you know, it's like going indoor is going to be really tough for us because they set the track up Friday nights and then it's Saturday races and that's it. So there's no practice, right? Like yeah. you pre you only get the practice on track day. <clears throat> and that is something, you know, it's a double-edged sword because I think being young, you have that finer motor skills than probably some of the adults that he's going to be facing. Oh, yeah. Um, but I also think that, you know, you don't have the composition to let yourself know that mistakes are going to happen and it's okay. You, right. you, know, you know what I mean? As an adult, you know, I'm not going to be nailing this course because I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to stay alive kind of. Right. <laughs> you know, and as a, Oh, as I know a, what you're saying. Yeah. And as a kid, I think you might, you know, not, ha not having that and just running with it is going to be yeah. kind of tough, but I don't know. I think, you know, part of me, I want to get on more track time. And we realized yesterday, I said, hey, once you get out of novice, that means you can run another class, too. And I was like, you could run stadium with me if you wanted to. And he's like, really? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so there was a massive smile behind that, really, when he said that. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, and I, I, I had thought about getting a 21.5 and running with him. But I think it would probably be more advantageous for me to just run one. So that was the other kind of big commitment. The commitment I had to make a couple of weeks ago, I've been running Stadium, which has been an open mod class in the summer. I shouldn't say I'd been running it, but I ran it a couple of times over the summer. Mm -hmm. and, but I'm running with a 13.5 Blinky. And so I am literally bringing a dull butter knife to a gunfight, right? So like it, these guys are so fast compared to my rig, but I knew that indoor is going to be 13.5. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get some reps and call it. Um, and so knowing that I decided that I wasn't going to race this race right. uh, that came up and I, and just, I was like, okay, I'm going to put everything we got into this car. And I'm going to put everything I got into him and get some practice time and get him some laps and try to kind of like get him involved, you know, get him on the on the page. And and that's what we did. And it finally got there. So and I guess we probably I haven't even said really what the outcome was. Yeah, yeah. So so, uh, so it was good, was, folks. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was good. Uh, so this was the what do they call it? The 2023 summer turf series championship race. And he podiumed number two in the race and moving into the race, we knew that he was fourth in season points and mm -hmm. season points is like, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> season points. I, I don't get it. Like, I don't really understand. Like at first I thought it was kind of a participation. Like if you there, if you're there the most kind of a thing, 
But yeah. then there were some weird things that happened with like podiums and TQs and that kind of stuff. And so I was like, hey, you know, when we got there, uh, spot two and three didn't show. So I was oh, like, okay. okay. Yeah, so I was like, okay. And we were close. So I was like, you know what? I think he might get third. But because of the podium and his performance, he got up to second. So he got second overall in season points. And then probably one of the coolest things was is that he was recognized by, we have a trackside, uh, I guess, hobby shop. Um, yeah. And they travel around. And uh, they told me that they asked people around the track, you know, for ideas for this. And uh, lots of people mentioned his name. And so he won Novice of the Year. Um, Get out of here. Dude, and that was just like, to me to see that like to know see people that recognize how much time you know we've put into this and and that was kind of the time part was like at the beginning of the summer we decided that we were going to treat it like a sport and we were going to mm -hmm. practice and we were going to race and we were going to practice and all that kind of stuff so it uh it, it paid off man and so bro. now he, now he's got the bug he's got the juice as they say so. bro I, I couldn't be happy for you guys that's um such a great story, man. And uh, I was, I was in rinks all weekend because our hockey season started. And uh, yeah, I was I was following along. I was following along some of your messages on Instagram. And uh, it was a blackout period there. I think probably <coughs> Friday. Where I don't know if it was Friday. When did you head to the track? Was it Saturday the race? Saturday. Or, Saturday was the okay. race. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just I was wondering. I'm like, what's going on here? But. Uh, <laughs> It, it's awesome man i'm stoked for him the smiles on your faces is is so rad and and the other thing i'll say is like a lot of you know as dads we have tons of memories right and yeah. good ones hope we hope for mostly um and we have photos to go with those memories mm -hmm. the fact that you're gonna have this photo of him like second place podium uh am amateur of the year or novice of the year yep novice um, of the year. like not many not many guys can say i, I got these in my photo album <laughs> Right. for rc cars you know what yeah. i mean yeah totally. so that's that's a story that's a great great story thanks man yeah it was it's been such a blessing and so fun to do this you know and like like i said it's the racing's fun but like the the building my relationship with my son is like that's what that's why i said i've never been this excited over a second place finish like oh, yeah. you know what i mean like it's uh it was bizarre and so much fun and I just I can't wait you know in my in my uh, I don't know what I would call it short story maybe novel I don't know what I wrote but in that you know I kind of <laughs> I kind of alluded that it was kind of a preface to the book you know like yeah. the, and yeah. then who knows what the story is gonna tell over time so well we call it a we call it a novella right a now novella. <laughs> it's kind of not a novel but it's definitely not short um <laughs> But uh, let me tell you, yeah, once the book comes out, man, I'm 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 gonna buy it. So and in a hard copy too, not just like <laughs> an Amazon Kindle yeah. ebook. I'm just saying that right now. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm so happy for you. Uh, I've watched you guys from afar. Uh, well, I wasn't in the hobby, and watching you guys made me want to come back to it. And uh, you know, seeing this come out as as a first result. And to your point. They're going to be ups and downs and that's a good thing right like yeah. he's going to learn and i think now it'll be interesting to see how he, how he goes and where he goes and most interesting for me is going to be see to see what you learn from him oh man 
Bro, that, that's the thing that I'm worried about. If I get yeah. if I get him on the track in the same thing, like in the same class, I think he's gonna smoke me. I mean, he is he is like, you know, he's still learning track etiquette and like racecraft. But and I I need to learn how to control the car. Like I understand that stuff, yep. but I need to understand how to control the car. And he is like, yeah, I think he would smoke me. Uh, you know it would just be a matter of time kind of and if not like right off the bat so um yeah i'm excited for that i'm excited for us to kind of you know go door to door on a bunch of this stuff and see what happens and to see if we can you know like the funny thing you should I, I, this is something that i haven't captured and uh the last race that i raced i was telling him i was like and he watched me race and he was he was giving me so much crap of how slow my car was. He was like, and he, he goes, "Here's here you are, Dad," and he starts moving in slow motion. As I'm like, wow, I, I know. I was like, I love it. I was like, Are you kidding me right now? He's Dooney's like, gonna stop up to you, and I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna reference Teledig and Ice. He's gonna go, "I'm the magic man. I'm the magic man." <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. It's pretty that, tough. But. That'll be fun to see you guys, because um, I know it's it's only it's inevitable that you guys are going to end up in the same heat or oh, yeah. hopefully Maine very oh, soon. Yeah. And uh, how much fun! You'll probably just be laughing the entire. I can see you just giggling oh. the entire yeah. Maine and just having a ball, right? Yeah. Uh, it'll oh, be yeah. great. I'm yeah. excited for it. Awesome, buddy. Well, keep us posted, man. I can't wait to, to see your trials man. and tribulations. And, uh, I'm, I'm getting excited to see your stuff, man. You, I see you're getting the oh, itch. I'm, <laughs> I'm, it's more than an itch. It's kind of like shingles <laughs> right yeah. now. It's yeah. not painful, but it's a. It's definitely a widespread itch that I should probably yeah. get looked at. A slow burn, if you will. Slow, burn, <laughs> slow burner. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I gotta control it um, a little bit because I promised I would, and just kind of go in moderation. But I think we we have our drive RC, which is our on road TTO two track, and it's wrapping up because the season's it's outdoor and the fall. We although fall looks to be pretty warm, we might extend it a bit, but. Uh-huh. Um, next spring and I might be letting the cat out of the bag here, but uh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> we might, we might have secured a, a dirt track that's needs a quite a bit of TLC and it's one right, I've referenced right. before. Yeah. Working on a bylaw or, or not a bylaw, a permanent permit for right. it so that we can, it's, it's basically scaled to run one tenth. So you could run everything from stadium to buggies oh, to sorry. stadium trucks to, or sorry, short course to stadium trucks. Um, and so that's now I'm, I'm watching you with the buggies and I'm, I'll be honest, I, I spent a good portion of last night on eBay looking at sliders, <laughs> like rollers and sliders. Cause I, I, yeah, I was thinking about a kit and I don't know where I'll land yet, but mm-hmm. I want something I can bring up and make my own, whether it's from scratch or somebody's old slider that I have to work on. Sure, sure. And I'm thinking, do I go buggy? And I was going to ask your opinion, like uh, associated. So I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to put out there. I, I don't have an allegiance, but I have had, so I've, I've had AE cars and I've had TLL cars. Uh-huh. And to be quite honest, I really enjoyed my B6 a lot more than the 22, uh, the Elite 22 that I had, which was a, a carpet 22 for a short period of time. Sure. It part supports good up here. And I just liked working on the AE a little bit more. And I can't, it's kind of an intangible, but if I was going to go buggy, 
what say you do i go two-wheel drive four-wheel drive oof on dirt uh it'll probably be pretty pretty hard packed yeah like clay dirt, dirt. Yeah. yeah i i you know i would say you'd probably have more fun with a, a wheeler a four-wheel drive uh uh, watching the guys out here we haven't been on the dirt i think that's our goal for next season is to get out on the dirt um and i think four-wheel drive would probably be best for dirt in my opinion like the most fun yeah. um it'd be faster and you could just dig harder the two-wheel drive unless you're doing like a really nicely groomed uh clay hard to control yeah i think it might be challenging um yeah. but yeah to your point the part support like now that I've kind of dipped my toe in, in a couple different types of racing, yeah, the, the part support, when people ask me what car to get, I just say, well, your local, you know, what do you locally have options That's of getting right. right now? You know what yep. I mean? Like, because like, as much as I, I love my AE stuff, if I was living in a place that only had something else, well, I probably couldn't run the AE stuff because I don't want to sit there and wait for parts all the time. You know what I mean? And so like our, our local uh, trackside shop carries all the stuff for the AE stuff. So it's like, it's a no brainer. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know. And that's, that's the same here. Like it's funny. So up here, cause we aren't in the U S we were both TLR and associated are obviously headquartered. Mm. Um, it's, it really depends on your local hobby shop and, and I, I found that actually AE stuff's easier to get up here. Nice. And it's almost by a, and I'm not saying that because you, you run AE, it's it, it's almost by a wide margin. Like I remember sure. having TLR and waiting for a month for a part and that kills you. Yeah. It kills you, right? When you well, don't have it and yeah. It takes the wind out of your sails, 100%. For sure. Like, you know, you might be getting to a point where you're getting close to getting dialed and then you all set you break and you have to wait for yeah. two weeks and you're like yeah. come on man like yeah. i just want to get back out there now of course i could stock up and have like a pantry full of of uh of parts but you know you know I'm, it's funny because i'm starting to wonder like okay i'm starting to see the we haven't broken the same part twice yet on mm. our on the car and that was part of the grip so that was the part that we did talk about was the gremlins that happened leading right. into this oh my goodness it was like an ulcer about to happen <laughs> i mean we got some sweet new lipos i got the new reedy uh reedy lipos that oh nice and, and but i got the little adapters that go from five mil lug to a four mil lug because i didn't have Ooh. time to solder oh i've never seen those awesome yeah they're like a little sleeve that you drop yeah, in, yeah. in there uh but i didn't have time to solder new terminals so i was like we'll just go with this for today yeah yeah all kinds of problems like we were just really? he was cutting out left and right he was oh, no. like chattering all over the place and then it sent him into the pipe and he broke his bell crank right uh -oh. before yeah. the driver's meeting in qual one and i was like crap and so we figured out all the stuff. I figured out the bell crank, got him out with like three minutes to spare for practice. Wow. And then he just started railing. He, you, he, he was driving nicely. Did you so. replace the bell crank or did you kind of rig it a bit? No, I totally had to, I replaced to replace it. it. Yeah. But that's to that, to the credit of that shop that's out there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they have all the parts there. So I was like, hey, you have this part? They're like, we do. And I was like, "Amazing, awesome. So I just Amazing. got it, threw it together, threw him back out on the track. Yeah. He uh, practiced and I was like, and you could see the relief on his face. Like, yeah. oh, now I can I get bet. around the track. And so that was nice. And uh, yeah, so uh, 
we've, we made it and you know but to that point of having part support huge we wouldn't have been able to otherwise wow yeah i mean yeah it's kind of a loaded question when i say what do you go with and you're right you go with what you what your local has and um but it, as you've it's funny too though i i will stick by that like i'm not hating on losi but i i really did like the associated mm-hmm. it was just intangible pieces that i liked i really liked the build i when i built the b6 i really enjoyed the build yeah it was pretty straightforward um i missed that rig i should have kept it we had a nice in hamilton ontario which is kind of near the border it was about an hour and a half drive it was a nice carpet track for uh, off-road buggies and uh yeah i'm gonna cry so i'm gonna stop talking about it right now. <laughs> but we'll get it's back right. there right it's all right you'll, you'll yeah. get back there yeah I mean, well listen buddy i'm i'm gonna give you this to give to uh to give to the d-man say just give him a high five and like you said in your post to him, I was reading it where you said, you know, enjoy this. You, you've earned it. So like, just, yeah, tell him congrats, man. And that he's got fans all over the world. And I'm sure he'll, uh, <laughs> he'll love that. I don't know if he could get into the car if I tell him that. His, head's His head will be massive. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bud. Well, cool. yeah, let's um keep me posted on the indoor season. I'm sure we'll be talking again. And uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be awesome. Yeah. It'll, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I can't wait to see where you go with your racing now coming out. So. Yeah, brother. I appreciate so, that. I want to. <laughs> I, I don't wanna... think I, I don't think I introduced you. I, I feel bad. I, I was such a terrible, nobody, no, terrible nobody wants to know who I am. Yeah. For I'm a random guy. That, uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> some, some weird Canadian guy. Speaking of Canadian guys. Uh-oh. So uh, we have, we have some Canadian guys that come down from Vancouver to race uh, at Die Hard, yeah. and he's one of the guys has a son that's Dalton's age, and they've been buds. And so we have pictures of them sitting with their trophies and stuff next to each other. So cool, right? And so cool. And so now Dalton's like, when can we go up there to race? And I'm like, well, we'll find out. So wow. I think that's also part of one of the next steps is finding a race i don't you know regional doesn't sound uh, that's not what i mean by regional but like just going and seeing what the competition's like elsewhere yeah um and that might be some of those places where maybe we go and race in the novice class just to you know get our bearings and see what it's like but um we've got one down in portland we've got one in vancouver and i think there's one in yakima that we go to which are all about three to four hours away either way so amazing buddy i can't wait to watch and see and yeah we're we're gonna keep in touch and you'll see some of my more hopefully more interesting uh journeys going back into this hobby a bit and um one thing i want to talk to you about next this little tease (coughs) is the struggle i'm having getting eyeballs again oh when i re when i dusted off pop job which was o canada rc Mm -hmm. i had 111 subscribers on spotify Okay. I had nearly 20,000 listens and I hadn't touched it for almost a year. And I know yeah. that 20,000 is, you know, whatever. It's not, it's nothing to really write home about, but you know, as a little niche hobby podcast it, and so trying to get people's eyes on it again is fun uh, and it's a challenge. So we'll, we'll get, maybe we'll get into that because I know we've always talked about audience and how do we. hundred percent. I'm struggling on, on the podcast right now. Our, my numbers are small. I, I did the, I'm calling my listeners the RC tens now because there's tens of listeners that listen to me. So, <laughs> so 
Hey man. <laughs> so that's... you uh, you keep putting out stuff like this 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 week with Dalton and in, in your journey, it's gonna grow for sure. It has to. So. I hope so. so it will. We'll, we'll it see will. how it goes. Well, Very thanks fun. a lot, Jeff. For those that are yeah. listening, Jeff Lemoyne over on Popjaw. Give him a listen. Give him a follow over on Instagram. I I I'm I'm here because of you, Jeff. I gotta be honest. I'm here. I'm here talking because of you today. <laughs> Because of your awesome uh, podcast, so keep up the I'm, good work. I'm as red as the Canadian flag, buddy. I really <laughs> appreciate it. All right, bud. Um, cool. Good chat, Pablo Guerrero, and likewise, check Pablo at uh, RC Amigos and check out it on YouTube too. Right, your YouTube's blowing up, so check him out on YouTube if you guys like that awesome build content, race content. Now you're like, you, you got a wide breadth. Breadth. <laughs> we're, we're trying. I'm, right, I'm making buddy. my kid into a renaissance man. We'll Love see. <laughs> Mellow yellow. Let's there you go. go. There you go. Right yeah, on, brother. man. Talk to you soon. Take care. Later. Thanks, buddy.